Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people. What is up? Thank you so much for clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world, listening to episode five of this Exceptional Journey podcast. My name is Yolanda Murphy. I am your host. Um, If this is your first time, hey now, welcome. If this is not your first time, welcome back how you been nice to see you again how are the kids (laughs) but seriously you guys thank you so much for rocking with me episode five i cannot believe it is here um but i'm grateful i mean i'm learning so much along the way hoping you know and praying (laughs) to make a difference in this crazy world today um but again thank you so much for for clicking over Of course, I want to get done right away, as always, my social media, because I tend to forget at the end because I get so caught up in the topic, and I don't want to forget because I want to connect with you guys. So on Facebook and on IG, Instagram, I am This Exceptional Journey, or at This Exceptional Journey, Um, and then on Twitter, I'm at TEJ Podcast. Um, so hit me up, let me know questions, comments, concerns, you know, if you find something new, you know, in the stratosphere and you want me to check it out, (laughs) let me know. I'm always down for it. Um, so, I mean, we'll get right into the topic. I didn't want this podcast to be too, too long. Um, probably as you can see from the picture and, or from the title, um, I wanted to touch on something really quick. Here's the thing. And I'm, I'm going to preface you know, the whole podcast by saying this, I don't watch the news. I just don't, you know, I have older parents, um, where they watch the news all the time. You know, that is their source of information. It's a different day and age. You know, if you're a little younger, you recognize that, but even still, I choose not to, and specifically after breast cancer, I chose not to surround myself with negative information or negative energy and to me that's all the news was I mean it not just local news here I mean I'm talking about CNN I'm talking about anywhere like anywhere you click and turn to get your news before you get your business you know information before you get your stock quotes and and you know rates what have you you get the news you get the bad news and it was a lot for me. It, it was a lot while I was going through some bad stuff. It was a lot. So I've chosen not to listen, not to watch, not to read. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but my Facebook page is full of children are missing and people are sharing the news or, you know, somebody got killed in another city. I'm like, I can't, I can't. because I'm trying to be as positive as possible after a diagnosis. I can't listen to that stuff. So Again, I preface, you know, the whole podcast to say, I don't, I purposely do not 
read articles. I purposely do not watch the news, whether here or nationally, because if I hear something, if something happens, I'll get the information I need. Um, but I don't want to be inundated. I don't want to be like dragged down and weighed down with all the negativity. Um, now, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I do want to be kept abreast. Hello? <laughs> Pun intended. But, you know, I mean, I have at my part-time job, we have TVs. I just look and read and, and see what's going on, you know, and I go from there. But anyway, so I, I, I wanted to preface the podcast by saying that, um, so what I wanted to talk about today is unfortunately what happened in my city. Um, if you haven't, I mean, again, if this is your first time listening, I'm from Pittsburgh, PA, uh, born and raised all my life. And, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about very briefly the shooting that happened at tree of life synagogue a week ago, um, almost two weeks ago. And very briefly, you know, I, if you have social media, um, if you do watch the news, if you watch CNN, Bloomberg, any of those things, you probably know more details of the actual shooting than I do. But I, I wanted to put a spin on it, not necessarily a spin, but I wanted to talk about a different angle from the shooting. And it, it really just made my heart glad. So, so let's first, first things first, let's talk about the actual shooting. So it happened last Saturday, um, which was October 27th. Um, of course, 2018, where a man named Robert Bowers walked into what's called what is named the tree of life, um, synagogue in in our city, what it's called the part of the city is called squirrel Hill, which is predominantly Jewish, like tons of Jewish people live there. They have like kosher shops. And like, if you're Jewish and you want to come to Pittsburgh, that's where you live. It's again called squirrel Hill. Um, so tree of life, a huge staple, a staple that has been in the city for a very long time. I drive past there all the time. Um, so a, a man named Robert Bowers, um, went into the synagogue and, was spouting very anti-Semitic, um, rhetoric, um, which, you know, if you read any articles, any, you know, thing about him, it's not new. He's been saying stuff for a very long time. Um, but as he was shooting, he was also saying very anti-Semitic stuff. So he went in, they, I mean, from the few articles that I did read, um, they said he had more, more than one gun, um, and he's just spewing the place. From what I read, um, the synagogue that day had a couple different things going on on a couple different levels. Um, and he took advantage, unfortunately, and was just shooting. You know what I mean? And excuse me, unfortunately, um, it left 11 people who passed away from his sense, senseless violence. Um, and there were four police officers wounded. Um, and then there were, I think they said two other people that were wounded as well. I'm not sure if those were like two people that were helping or, or anything like that. But so again, I wanted to give the brief synopsis. If you want the details, please specifically check out CNN. I've seen some great articles on CNN and about it, because here's the thing. Um, and I'll, and I'll say this here, Pittsburgh is not big y'all. It's not big. It's really not. If, if you look at the grand scheme of things, 
like an Austin, Texas or a Dallas, Texas or Houston, Texas or Atlanta, um, um, LA, let's not even go to the West coast. Those are huge cities. And I say it, I say all of that to say, those are huge cities. Pittsburgh is not, a, Pittsburgh is so small. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, there are less than six degrees of separation in the city of Pittsburgh. There really are. Our city's not that big. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got some amazing sports teams, black and gold for life. Hello, six rings. And then, you know, the penguins and pirates at the end but <laughs> Pittsburgh is not that big I say all of that to say our city is not that big now it is divided and I don't mean divided by separation per se like if you're from the east side you know you only like east side people or if you're from the north side but I mean because it's so spread out I will say that it's not big but it is spread out so if you're from the north side of Pittsburgh a lot of times you don't, unless you have to, travel to the east side of Pittsburgh. And I live on the east side of Pittsburgh. And I'm going to be honest, all of my friends know I love you dearly if you're listening. But if you live on the north side, and if you live anywhere beyond the north side, babe, I'll catch you next time. <laughs> Not unless I love you deeply. Because, I mean, it's like a 20-minute drive. It's all the same city, but it's so far. It Well, it seems so far. Let me say that. So I say all of that to say this part of the city that the shooting took place in was kind of central. So people from the north side or west side or south side probably passed this place. I'm from the east side again. We I pass this place all the time, depending upon, you know, what part of the city you're coming from. Um, you know, this is somewhere you're you're familiar with, even just in passing, even if you you don't, you know, take place in the synagogue and in what they have going on. Um, but that day alone, that day alone, the, the 27th of, of October, there were three visuals, vigils, I'm sorry, not visuals, three vigils, um, that took place like three days later, my church actually participated in the vigil as well in our, in our like neighborhood, you know, to pray for, the victims families and pray for the police officers and you know play pray I'm sorry for everyone um that you know was affected first responders and, and and everything like that um so I say that to say what happened was not far from me and it's a place if I drive in if if I drive into that part of the city um I see often because it's like a staple in the city if you drive past that part. It, it Tree of Life really is. Um, so I just wanted to kind of leave you with, with a, a statistic just right here, real quick. Um, so this shooting here in Lil Old, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, was the third house of worship shooting in three years. I'm just going to let that sink in for a little bit. third shooting in three years. Now don't get me wrong. You know, bad stuff has been happening to good people forever. I mean, look at the Bible, my goodness, but third house of worship shooting, which means whether it's a synagogue or a mass, whatever people were going to worship in their house where they congregate and people disrupted by killing people. 
three in three years. And here's little old Pittsburgh. And don't get me wrong, there are crazy people. And I, everybody's not crazy. Everybody's not. I know. I, I just had a conversation with some, someone about this. At first, I was like, you know, there are crazy people everywhere. And there are. There are people who are off their rockers everywhere you look, without a doubt. Um, but I don't believe this man was crazy. And, and when I read to you uh, the sentiments of the person I'm talking about today, you'll, you'll understand kind of why I feel that way. Um, so third house of worship shooting in three years. The first one, um, which I did know about, to be honest, was in Sutherland, Texas, um, where there were 26 people killed. I think that was last year. And then we all know about um, the Charleston, South Carolina, where nine people were killed. Nine people were killed, I'm sorry, um, by a white supremacist, um, a pastor. And I think they were having Bible study in the basement of the church. Just completely crazy. Uh, I mean, people are numb. People are in shock. People are in awe. Um, there was a rabbi. I can't remember his name right now. Um, from here, I believe in Pittsburgh that said, um, you know, this is the third one in three years. And unfortunately, unless we get a hold of what's going on in society, this won't be the last. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that right there because I kind of, kind of feel the same way. And again, I'll touch on those sediment sediments in a minute. Um, so what I want to do really quick is talk about my perspective of that day, because of course I'm in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, and then I want to get to the whole reason why I wanted to do a recording about this subject. Again, I don't watch the news. I don't, I don't, I don't read the articles because they're so depressing sometimes. Now that doesn't mean stuff still doesn't happen around me. Um, but I'm very selective of what I'd let into my atmosphere because I'm a very sentimental and, uh, like sentitive person emotionally. And if, if I read something or see something, it'll weigh on me for days and that's not good. So anyway, I wanted to talk about my take on the day, uh, that day, which was a Saturday, um, Friday night, I kind of just chilled you know, went to bed early because I actually had a speaking engagement um, at a breast cancer awareness high tea um, Saturday, like early afternoon, but I think it was like either 11 or 12. Um, so again, I live on the east side of Pittsburgh um, on one end of the highway or the parkway as we call it here in Pittsburgh. Um, and that, and only reason, I'm sorry, only reason why I'm laughing is because my friends who are not from here, like DC, Atlanta, Chicago, you know, they say to me, why do you guys call the highway the parkway? And I'm like, I don't know. That's just what my mom and dad called it. So I, I started laughing because our highway is called the parkway. Um, so I live on one end of the parkway and where I had to go was the north side, um, which is kind of central, but on the other side of the city, if, if that makes sense at all. Um, so, you know, I'm, I woke up Saturday morning ready, you know, do my regular routine on a day I have to speak. I get up a couple hours early, you know, get, you know, my hygiene and stuff together, brush my teeth, wash my face. Um, I go through, you know, whatever I need to speak about, you know go through that in detail. Um, and then when I feel comfortable, hop in the shower, you know, do all of that stuff. What I do, what I regularly do. And, um, 
I get a text message from my employer. And let me say this, the employer that I work for, if you're not from Pittsburgh, I work for UPMC. And if you don't know what that is, if you're not from here, um, it is a organization that owns hospitals um, and then also has a health plan side. I mean, it has tons of sides, to be honest. Um, and I love my employer, by the way, if anybody wanted to know. Um, but it is um, an organization or a business that has nonprofit and for-profit sides. Um, and I so happen to work for the health plan side. So I, I deal with members, you know, with health plan and such. Um, say that to say they have set up in the organization or in the business an emergency like text line so that if there's anything wrong or like say they cancel work, and I hope you hear the quotes, <laughs> if they cancel work um, for any reason, they'll send you a text message if you elect it to say, hey, if you work in this building, you don't have to come to work because the building doesn't have power or because of the snowstorm, there's a two hour delay because of this. Um, so it's a really cool feature I love because it lets me know what's going on. You know, if for whatever reason, like I work in downtown Pittsburgh, which is completely central and it gets sometimes hit the hardest with weather. I was like, no, I need to sign up for this because I need to know if stuff is canceled or if I don't need to go into the office, what have you. So um, I have this set up, this text message alert set up and I get a text. I don't even, I don't even want to lie about what time it was. If I had to guess, it was probably like 10 30 ish or maybe 11 30 ish AM that says, you know, it says my employer and it says, if you were in the vicinities of this street and this street within this neighborhood and this neighborhood, stay inside. And I was like, what? Because I don't get text messages from this, you know, stream and a lot, you know, often because stuff doesn't really pop off to be, <laughs> to be honest, it doesn't. Um, so when I got it, I was like, um, okay. So then they sent another text message that said, okay, I think it was more specific. Like, okay, if you're in between this street and this street, don't come outside. If you're by these streets, don't come outside. There's an active shooter. I said, okay. So I didn't pay it much attention to be honest, because I'm not close to there. Um, again, I live on the East side of the city. Um, Squirrel Hill, it's still considered the east side of the city because it's east of downtown, but it's not, it's probably still at least 15 minutes far from me. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, okay, cool. I'm not there. So I don't have to worry about it. Dismiss. So then um, people start texting me like, oh, hey, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm good. Why? What's up? Oh, I didn't know if you were in the city. You know, this is what's going on. I was like, oh, snap. Like, you know, what is really going on? I know you had to go into the city today because you had to speak. You know, I didn't know if you had to drive past here. Are you cool? I had no idea. Like I said, I read the text message around that time. I was going about my business, getting my whole self ready to be speaking at, um, to be speaking at this engagement. So here I was going about my day, you know, as usual, again, completely oblivious to what was going on. So I get dressed, I, you know, hop in the car, I head into, you know, the north side. 
Um, and the way I go based upon where I live, it doesn't hit like the main highway or the parkway as I was calling it. Um, so I don't get too much traffic, um, uh, but I do get some, which is cool. Uh, so I get there and I'm like, cool, let's go. You know, you know, I got to speak. I'm in speaker mode, like mentally preparing over, going over my notes, um, things of that nature. And then one of the uh, coordinators of the event comes up and says, you know, there are a lot of people that have called or emailed and said, you know, because of what's going on in Squirrel Hill, they're way behind. I was like, wow, okay. Um, apparently they had shut down streets and, you know, all of that in the city. And I said, okay. She was like, is that okay? Like, do you have, some, do you have, you know, a, another engagement or anything after? And I was like, no, I, I committed my afternoon here. So, you know, let's go ahead and do this. So lo and behold, the event did start a little later because, a lot of the people that had signed up and bought tickets um, were stuck in traffic because of what had happened in the city. Um, and to be honest, I mean, I spoke, had a great time at the event. Um, again, still really did not know what was going on specifically. Uh, but by the time that event was over, I mean, people were calling again. People are sending me like article emails of what had happened. Um, at one point, it went from, unfortunately, nine people dead to 11 and you know, my mom was calling and checking, like, are you good? Like, what's going on? Or I think she texts, I can't remember. But either way, it was, it, it definitely was an event. I mean, to, to say the least, um, it affected me indirectly uh, because there were, you know, people that I, I was to meet and, and to be a part of an event. But as our city as a whole, it affected all of us because once I realized and recognized everything that took place and don't get me wrong again I haven't watched like every nook and cranny about everything that has gone on with the shooting but it did my heart so well it did my heart so well to see hear and know everything that took place after the shooting I mean there were football players wearing you know NFL players wearing the star of David on their helmets or Ben just last game, Ben Roethlisberger, our quarterback wearing, you know, the star of David on his shoes saying, you know, stronger than hate, like people rallied around our city. And I was amazed at it. Celebrities and, you know, newscaster. I was, I was astounded by the support because don't get me wrong. You know, not that we've never had support, but I don't think and, you know, if anyone is out there from Pittsburgh and you're older than me, you let me know. I don't I don't remember there being this big hurrah behind Pittsburgh since 9-11. Um, and I mean, even the the crash site of that third plane, it wasn't even near the city. But I remember around that time, people, you know, coming together in the city and saying, OK, this is these are our people, you know, it's not that too far away from us. Let's, you know, get together and see what we need to do. Um, so it was, it was a good thing. So again, that was my day, but what I really wanted to talk about was the aftermath. Like I said, it was great to see there were three prayer visuals just that day alone. Uh, again, my church actually participated, um, in a visual a couple days later, the city was praying, the city was together. The city was there. There were, you know, people outside of the city, city nationally. Um, I think I read somewhere, or at least saw the, the headline 
that there were Muslims, you know, even praying for us, you know, praying for our city, praying for the victims' families, praying for uh, what had happened because it it is such a catastrophe, unfortunately, of hate. Like it, it really is people being killed for their faith. And that should happen nowhere. That, <laughs> that should happen nowhere ever. Even if I don't agree, I'm not going to kill you over what I don't agree with. That's simply lunacy. But it was, it was very heartwarming, um, gut-wrenching at the same time, but very heartwarming to see so many communities and people locally and nationally coming together for this cause of praying for what happened in my city or in our city. Um, but what I wanted to point out, and, and I've said all of this, and if you've stuck up until this 20 minute mark, thank you so much. <laughs> but what I wanted to actually point out in this podcast, now that I've prefaced what happened, is Ari Mahler. I think that's how you say his name. M-A-H-L-E-R, first name A-R-I. Ari Mahler, a mailer. This was, Ari is a nurse that took care of Robert Bowers. And if I haven't said it before, Robert Bowers is the gentleman that did the shooting, you know, in, in Squirrel Hill. That is the assailant or whatever, you know, the people call him. Um, this was probably one of the nurses, um, but he is a Jewish nurse that took care of Robert Bowers. And when I read his article <laughs> this week alone, I was at my part-time job and like, people are like, oh, what are you reading? Like, what, you know, what is that? And, you know, I started talking about it with my AGM and... He was like, oh, okay. And, you know, I'm older. I'm 39. But a lot of the people that I work with at my part-time job are younger than me. Um, if I had to guess, the medium, median is probably like 25, maybe. Um, and then I'm 39. <laughs> but I say that to say, like, I gave a fresh perspective to a place to, some, to where someone probably wouldn't have thought about it. Um, so I read Ari's post on Facebook, uh, via someone else reposting it and was blown away, was simply blown away. And then I actually went to his profile page because I guess by the time I had read his original post, um, he then had a response post, <laughs> uh, to what he originally said. So I'm going to read what he said, because I think it's important. If it, you know, if you want to click forward, I'll let you know at what moment you can completely skip past what I'm saying, but I'm going to read what he wrote and it's called Pittsburgh strong. And I quote, I am the Jewish nurse. Yes, that Jewish nurse, the same one that people are talking about 
in the Pittsburgh shooting that left 11 dead. The trauma, nur trauma nurse in the ER that cared for Robert Bowers, who yelled death to all Jews as he was wheeled into the hospital. The Jewish nurse who ran into a room to save his life. I experienced anti-Semitism as a kid. I found drawings on desks of my family being marched into gas chambers, swastikas drawn on my locker, and notes shoved inside of it saying, Die Jew, love Hitler. The fact that this shooting took place doesn't shock me. To be honest, it's only a matter of time before the next one happens. History refutes hope that things will change. So now, here I am, the Jewish nurse that cares for Robert Bowers. I've watched them talk about me on CNN, Fox News, Anderson Cooper, PBS, and the local news stations. I've read articles mentioning me in the New York Times and Washington Post. The fact that I did my job, a job which requires passion, I'm sorry, compassion, empathy over everything is newsworthy to, newsworthy to people because I'm Jewish even more so because my dad's a rabbi. To be honest, I didn't see evil when I looked into Robert Bauer's eyes. All I saw was a clear lack of depth, intelligence, and palpable amounts of confusion. Robert Bowers probably had no friends, was easily influenced by propaganda, and wanted attention on a sociopathic level. He's the kind of person that is easily manipulated by people with a microphone, a platform, and use fear for motivation. I can't go into details of our interactions because of HIPAA, but Robert Bowers thanked me for saving him, for showing him kindness, and for treating him the same way I treat every other patient. This was the same Robert Bowers that just committed mass homicide. The Robert Bowers who instilled panic in my heart worrying my parents were two of his 11 victims less than an hour before his arrival. I'm sure he had no idea I was Jewish. Why think a Jewish nurse when 15 minutes beforehand you'd shoot me in the head with no remorse? I didn't say a word to him about my religion. I chose not to say anything to him the entire time. I wanted him to feel compassion. I chose to show him empathy. I felt that the best way to honor his victims was for a Jew to prove him wrong. Besides, if he finds out I'm Jewish, does it really matter? The better question is, what does it mean to you? Love. That's why I did it. Love as an action is more powerful than words and love in the face of evil gives others hope. It demonstrates humility. It reaffirms why we're all here. The meaning of life is to give meaning to life. And love is the ultimate force that connects all living beings. I could care less what Robert Bowers thinks, but you, 
the person reading this, love is the only message I wish to instill in you. If my actions mean anything, love means everything. And again, this is by Ari Mahler, the RN. Such poignant words, such poignant thoughts of the topic. I had to touch on this nurse's love. I had to, I, I, I just had to. Now, again, where he works in the hospital where Robert Bowers was taken to is on the north side of the city. And, you know, I, I read, I think, in an, another couple articles where Ari said, you know, I talked to my employer and, you know, he's been, you know, talked to about coming on television shows and coming on different networks talking about his story with Robert Bowers and he has gracefully declined and has just released this thought. So if anything, I wanted to talk about Ari because the fact remains hate will always live. Let's let that sink in for a minute. As much as we want to eradicate racism you know, people who are killed for religion beliefs or sexual orientation beliefs. Hate will always live, unfortunately. The way I see it, there has to be a balance. In this crazy world we'll live, we live in, if there's love, there's always going to be hate. That's just how I see it. If you disagree, I apologize. Let me know in the comments how you feel. So here we are a man, very anti-Semitic, going and taking people's lives, shooting people, telling people how wrong they are or how just disgusting they are. And on the flip side, you have this man named Ari, a nurse who works in the health system, who an hour before Robert Bowers is rolled into his trauma unit, is praying that his two Jewish parents are not two of the people that were killed in the shooting. And to be honest, if I'm honest, when I read this, I still had to kind of rationalize in my mind. Does Ari still know whether or not his two parents are two of the 11 as he works on Robert Bowers? Because it doesn't say in the, it doesn't say in his post. I mean, we can assume because he's speaking in such calmness, for lack of a better word. But when Robert Bowers is rolled into his trauma ER, has he spoken to his rabbi father? Has he spoken to his loving mother and said, mom, dad, are you okay? We don't know that. But I'm just thinking in the back of my mind that could still be a thought in his mind when Robert Bowers is rolled in still spouting these anti-Semitic words, still spouting for Ari, what is completely against who he is. I mean, let's, let's take it back for a minute. Let, let's just take it back. I read his whole post, his very initial post that says very openly, I experienced anti-Semitism as a kid. End quote. So here's a man, as you're a grown man, being wheeled into an ER 
that is telling you, saying to you, making you face things you've been facing since you were a kid. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to tell how I feel about it, but I want to paint a picture for you guys. Here's a young man. I saw a picture of him. If I had to guess how old he was, I would say early, I'm sorry, late twenties, early thirties. If I had to guess based just again upon a picture, but here's a young man saying I've experienced this same crap since I was a kid. What does that say to you? It's deep rooted. I've been hated on. I've been told I'm not worthy. I've been told I'm not enough since I was little, even before I knew what it meant. I've been told, quote unquote, died you love Hitler. Really? Really? So here's a man who has been facing this hatred, this putrid since he was a child. And then he follows up with saying, the fact that this shooting took place doesn't shock me. I'm going to let that sit there for just a second, because to be honest, before I read his article, I thought the same exact thing. Now, was I shocked that it happened in my city? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the fact that the shooting took place was, it, it didn't surprise me. It, it didn't surprise me. And he goes on to say, to be honest, it's only a matter of time before the next one happens. And if you've stuck around and listened to this part from the beginning, you know, there was a rabbi that said the same exact thing. He said, you know, this has happened. You know, we're facing it. We're dealing with it. We're praying, what have you. But unless something is done on a higher level, this will not be the last one. This will not be the last one. So, you know, I, I wanted to read and let you hear and feel Ari Mahler's words. A nurse here from Pittsburgh, PA, a Jew who had to treat someone and save the life of someone who had just killed people who were just like him. The greatest thing I want you all to walk away with today, because I mean, fortunately, no, it's never fortunately. Unfortunately, the Jewish community is not the only community that's ever been under attack. That's just what it is now, unfortunately. If you're like myself, and as my pastor says, your skin has been darkened by the sun, which means you're a person of color. You probably recognize and realize this is definitely not new. And if you're someone of Jewish descent, let's not even go back to Holocaust days. This is definitely not new. But what I wanted to point out is here is a Jewish nurse. Here's Ari doing his job on, on, you know, on his shift at work at the hospital doing what he does. And here comes a man, not only who was blatantly, you know, killed people because of their faith and belief, 
then is being wheeled into the ER spouting the same stuff. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I don't know from a Christian standpoint, I can say I have the faith, the size of a mustard seed. And I do, I believe and trust God for any and all things. But if there's someone being wheeled into where I am spitting, like just hate based upon who and where I am, I don't know if I would have been able to wait on him. I say wait on him as if it's a restaurant, but you understand what I'm saying. I'm not sure I would have been able to help him. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. This is what really, really got to me. And this is the reason why I wanted to talk about it. Ari Mahler was a nurse on duty just at the perfect time, just at the perfect place. I hope you hear my quotes. At the end of it all, and I quote, but Robert Bowers thanked me for saving him, for showing him kindness and for treating him the same way I would treat other patients. This was the same Robert Bowers that just committed mass homicide. I'm just going to stop right there. How many of us can really say we would do that? How many of us can really say, and this, these are just religious beliefs. There are tons of beliefs that people can go before or against you. You know, I'm a planner and I, and I hate to make light of the situation, but I'm just saying there are people who are diehard to everything, but I'm a planner. I'm a happy planner. There's an organ, uh, a, a business called me and my big ideas. If there's any planners out there, follow me because I love them. <laughs> And they have a whole planner line. I mean, there's stickers and washi tape and it's a, this amazing thing. It's a community. I bring up to say it is a community. If someone, if I was diehard, if someone was to come up and say, oh, your planners are dumb and your planners are stupid and I'll kill you over your planners. If I was diehard, I don't know I would, if I would really want to talk to let alone help save a life of someone. I don't even think I would want to talk to that person if they were, you know, spewing rhetoric, but this same person killing people of my community of a part of who I am and I have to save their life. Ari, dude, you get my us ut, ut, utmost respect. All I wanted to say to you guys today is what he ended on, love. He says, that's why I did it. Love is an action more powerful than words. And love in the face of evil gives other people hope. He wanted to make sure, if nothing else, Robert Bowers saw that what he thought of a Jew was wrong. Because a Jew just saved his life. Think about that for a second. How many times we get talked bad about? How many haters, quote unquote, we may have? How many times we think people aren't in our corner? But love reigns supreme. Ari, I mean, he really just revitalized my whole, <laughs> and this is, of course, me being dramatic. He just revitalized and made me think about my whole stance on other, whether it's, you know, protected groups of people here in the U.S. or other, you know, nationalities or people who are just completely different than me. Not that I've ever hated or, 
you know, spoke ill of anyone. I love everybody. I don't, it don't matter to me. I don't care. But it, 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 it made me think about the love portion because you can be accepting, but not love. You can be accepting of LGBTQ. I think it's LGBTQ at this point, but not love on them just as they are. And coming from a church standpoint, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother time. But you can be accepting, but not love on them. We're all human. We're all human. We all breathe from the same lungs. We all have the same blood in our veins. We just so happen to look different on the outside. Our DNA might be a little different, but we all want to be loved. We all want to, you know, be married, have children, live our dreams. But this senseless violence made me come back to Ari. At the end of the day, he is the sparkling light to a bad situation for me. And he let us know, what does it mean to you? And I'll leave you with that call to action. What does it mean to you to love? I've already read to you what his definition of love in action is, but what does it mean to you? Are there people in your community that are different than you? Do you treat them fairly or do you treat them bad? Are there people who are different than you may look different, worship different, walk different, talk different? Do you treat them different because they look different or they believe different? Or let's bring up this question. When was the actual last time that you actually exposed yourself to someone who's different than you? Think about it. As you guys already know, I'm African-American. I'm Christian. I'm a breast cancer survivor. I have all of these great things. But when was the last time I spent time with people that are completely different than me? Because here's the thing. I believe People who are different than you stretch you. They grow you. They make you be a more well-rounded person than you were before. Because if you only stuck around and hung with people who were like you, who look like you, who believe what you do, or, or are in the same tax bracket as you, you're missing out on some amazing people. So my call to action to you today, guys, is to love in this crazy world that we live in, with everything that's going on, you know, a week ago, there were 11 people killed in my city just because of what they believe in their faith. Not because they did anything wrong to Robert Bowers, not because they, you know, slandered his name, but because they had a faith, he killed them. We have to do better. We need to do better. So my call to action to you is love more, love different, step outside of your own community, go to a neighborhood you usually wouldn't go to. Now, I'm not saying if you from Frock's Chapel or if you from Cranberry, you go to Homewood, (laughs) people from Pittsburgh, you'll understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying if you're from Moon or Robinson, you come on into Homewood. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying 
is that every once in a while, you need to allow someone that is not like you to leave footprints in your life so that you can grow, so that you can mature. And I think Ari has completely shown us what it means to love in times of adversity for someone who does not believe what you believe, who does not love the way you love, and actually would kill you for what you believe. This man stood up. This man said, hell no, I'm still going to take my oath seriously and save your life. So that's all I wanted to get to, guys. If, you know, again, if you've not heard about the story and you've been living under a rock, (laughs) definitely check it out. I mean, Google it, you know, Pittsburgh Synagogue, Tree of Life, Pittsburgh Shooting, whatever you wish. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Again, I'm not a, a professional newscaster, but from what I've read, I just wanted to briefly detail you guys um, of, of what's been going on and then touch on what Ari left on my heart. This week, I'm a love different. This week, I'm actually going to reach out when people come up to me and be like, hey, Yolanda, how you doing? And don't get me wrong. I'm not racist. I'm not any of these things. But people who know me and know me well, I have trust issues and we'll get into that later, (laughs) but people I don't know, I don't trust easy. Let me put it that way. But love is love. We're all human guys. If you haven't, you know, loved on someone that's different than you, if you don't have one, anyone in your circle that is different than you, whether that's in beliefs, whether that's in skin tonation, whether that's in, you know, faith, get somebody in your circle. They will grow you. And you can agree to disagree, but it'll make you a better person. Cool? Awesome. All right. I'm not going to (laughs) talk anymore on it. I can go on and on and on because I think Ari is such an awesome individual. He even responded actually to his post and he was like, hey, I'm grateful for the outpouring. You know, he was saying like, I didn't mean for it to blow up this way. I I I just put my thoughts out in the interwebs and this is what happened. Um, but still he said, this is all new to me. You know, people are blowing me up. Like they want me to be on news shows and nationally syndicated talk shows. And he's like, no, you know, what I want to leave you with is still love. Find genuineness in your heart. He's an amazing, if I were to ever meet him, it would be astounding. And here's the thing. We should all be like that. We should all be like that to be able to love in the face of adversity, to be able to love in the face of someone who's blatantly tell you they hate you. Again, like I've said before, I don't know if I could do that, (laughs) to be honest. But Ari was definitely the greatest example for me this week. So I wanted to share that with you guys. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for rocking with me. As you can tell, I'm Chatty Cathy. I love to talk about things like this. As heart-wrenching as it is, we can always end on love. We can always end on changing who we are to be bigger and better people. And that's what this exceptional journey is all about. So again, thank you so much. Real quick though, I wanted to let you guys know, um, if in fact you're listening, subscribe, of course, but I have a friend, her name is Jasmine. She gave me, gave me this so cool t-shirt. Um, and if you're watching the YouTube video, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. She has a business. I actually entered, she had a drawing uh, for like free merchandise, what have you. 
and uh, I won. Hey, girl. And she sent me what's called the breast gift ever. She is also a breast cancer survivor. She is also a fellow um, YSC or Young Survivor Coalition state leader. She's down in Florida. Um, and Jasmine, if you can see this, hey, girl, shake my shimmy. <laughs> um, but I wanted to let you know um, that this T-shirt is amazing. If you are listening, the T-shirt says I'm feeling myself. Um, and it has a pink ribbon to let ladies and even gents know that at least once a month, you should be giving yourself a self-exam. And I know this is off charts, but because I have on the t-shirt and I wore it today, I wanted to talk about it. So hit her up at, um, if you're on Instagram, Facebook at brave beauty 26, and then her t-shirt line is on Etsy. She has mugs and bracelets and all of that good stuff. That's at the lovely Lionheart. Um, and again, like I said, she has a, a, a an Etsy page. Hit her up. Um, again, I just wanted to at least highlight her um, to let you know, girl, I'd love the t-shirt. Um, and it's really a great conversational piece because when I wear it, people are like, you're feeling yourself. I'm like, yeah, girl, let me tell you about self-exams. <laughs> so it's a really, really great um, conversational piece. Um, but ladies and gents, if you're not already, it's already maybe five, six, seven days into November. If you haven't already done a self-exam, please do so. Um, and even if you don't find anything, you at least know what normal feels like for you. So if something comes, you'll know what to do. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that. Again, thank you so much for rocking with me and I'll catch you guys on the next one.